Today's show is sponsored by our friends at orcacoors.com. And what better way to start off 2023 with getting an orca barrel, getting the traveler, getting the chaser teeny, getting the camper, or going ahead and getting something like an awesome roto molded cooler that will keep your ice good for days go to orcacoors.com slash bourbon check it out they also still have some stuff on clearance at their year-end clearance so go check that out as well you can get some great deals right now at orcacoors.com what you got for me zeke well you know people always think this is a question but it's a statement how about them dogs Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. This will be the second episode coming out in 2023. I am going to get a different one out tomorrow. Just want to say thank you for letting us take an extended holiday break. We normally don't do that. This year has been a little crazy, so we took a break. We're back. Zeke, it's good to see you. Your dogs won the national championship last night with the biggest route in college bowl history, so you must be on cloud nine today man uh to say it was a good game uh <laughs> i don't know if that's the right terminology i mean hell it wasn't even a game but man i guess it kept going you know at some point you know we had a few folks over at the house and uh you know somebody googles like well what's the you know the biggest blowout or the highest score in you know the bcs so we looked that up and kind of knew where that was and we knew we'd eclipse that and then late night after the game uh you know sports centers going through all the different like you know stats and i guess accolades and everything from the game and that's one of the shots they threw up was literally in over 1500 bowl games since the history of bowl games that's the biggest blowout ever <laughs> i'm like man you know i think that record gonna stand for a while and to be in the natty like wow i liked when the georgia players were eating wings on the sideline in the middle of the game <laughs> Man, the clips today, like, I mean, obviously, I didn't feel like working too much to begin with, but uh, yeah, I saw that one. Uh, did you hear the, uh, the pregame speech Kirby gave everybody in the locker room? No. It's not PC. Anyone listening, look it up. If that doesn't inspire you to do great things, I don't think anything will. Don't play it around your kids yet. Well, depending on their age, hell, everything's in the you know circumstance. But listen to that thing. I, you played ball. I played ball. You hear that inside a locker room? I think you know why they came out the way they did. That's all I'll say. I'll just say my favorite pregame speech. I'm going to make this PC. And so my, my coach, not the head coach, but one of the coaches went into the bathroom. You know, he's in there for a while, so you know what he's doing. And he comes out and he goes, what I just left in that bowl, that's what I think about the other team. And then, <laughs> I mean, obviously, he said it with much more conviction. I'm not yelling at this time of night in my house. But all right, Zeke, that was your minute to gloat about Georgia football because I did get comments about our football coverage and how it wasn't the best. And there were some YouTube comments where it was like, blah, 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 football, blah, blah, some other stuff. So you're not allowed to really like dissect football tonight. Hell, I mean, it's pretty much over now in the NFL, and we don't always talk about that too much. College is way more enjoyable. College is a lot more fun, but tonight we are drinking two experimental releases from Jack Daniels Distillery Series, and it is a distillery-only release. It's in two finished ryes. So this is actually interesting, Zeke. There's a toasted maple barrel rye and then a toasted 
barrel. So there is a toasted maple barrel rye and a toasted barrel finished rye. So one was finished in maple barrels. One was finished in high toast oak barrels. Both of them are high toast. But the funny thing is assistant distiller who's bet on the show, Lexi Phillips, she chose the toasted barrel finish. So the oak one. And then her husband, Josh, who also works at the distillery, chose the maple one. So, so what constitutes high toast? I don't know. That's a good question. Let me keep going through the press release. So Chris Fletcher said in a prepared statement, we take pride in controlling every aspect of the whiskey making process from cultivating our own yeast to crafting our own barrels. Having the Jack Daniel Cooperage gives us an unmatched ability to experiment with specifications to see how different materials and techniques can impart new flavors and, and aromas. And he talked about that on the show before. These two barrel finished rye whiskeys are a result of that experiment process and we think they stand out as truly unique offerings that reflect the spirit of craft and innovation we have here at the distillery so the toasted barrel finished rye that was selected by lexi it's a straight tennessee rye whiskey originally barreled in the summer of 2014 and then rebarreled in high toast no char oak barrels in october of 2019 toasted barrel finished rye is bottled at 101 proof and then the toasted maple barrel rye was originally barreled in March 2017 and then finished in high toast no char maple barrels. Toasted maple barrel rye is bottled at 101 proof as well. Both of these are 375s that are $42 around Tennessee. But to answer your question, it's just they toast the shit out of it and then they don't char it at all. We got original barrel entry dates, right? But not how long they set in the second barrel. Is that correct? I think so. But let me check to see. I mean, the age is approximately four to five years. We don't know how long it's then in the secondary barrel. Got you. But we're we're looking at four to five years total, not just counting like the original barrel. Yeah, because if one was... Well, so, I mean, here's the thing, right? It said originally barreled summer of 2014 and then rebarreled in high toast, no char oak barrels in October of 2019. It was five years in the barrel for the toasted barrel finished rye. So the oak, do we think it was three years in the, we don't yeah, know. I think we just call them oak and maple for sake of keeping up with what's here. But you said the maple was distilled in 17 though, right? Not 14. Yeah. So the maple is younger because the maple was in 17 and then it was moved to the maple barrels in september of 2021 i mean maybe the oak was finished two to three years and then i would say so and then the maple was finished for a year i didn't think that far you said september 2021 yeah i mean this was released in the fall bottling it getting it in the distro i mean that's three months at least probably maybe yeah i mean think how long it takes a a, we've picked there how long take the barrel pick to show up it's like this have about the same yeah but i would think with the maple barrel the maple is a lot to well that was the first thing i thought of because you know kind of throwing back to the the jd27 that was out a few years ago and back when arnett was still there and, and talking to him about it and just saying how much of a pain those barrels were to navigate and manage because the maple was so much more porous that was literally the first thing that you know i wondered was wow they're still messing around with maple huh because the impression we got was you know this is a fun project but uh <laughs> I'd rather go walking through a briar patch before I want to deal with those things again. Remember they said they said they had to wax the entire barrel just to to get a yield out of it. Yeah, but that's why at company he's using the staves opposed to the whole maple oh, barrel. I get that. I'm just saying the fact that at least the impression then was. You know, the powers that be at Jack were like, all right, this was fun, but yeah, don't let's, let's not mess with that one anymore. So to see it come back around is kind of interesting. Agreed. And to see it come back in rye is interesting as well. So 
Anyways, what do you think about these? So for the oak, right on the intake, I felt like the the rye whiskey and the uh, toasted barrel were almost um, you know battling it out right on the front of the palate. You definitely pick up strong influences from both, but it was just really kind of you know left right left right back and forth however you want to look at it a good bit of of char or i guess toast was quite prevalent from from the barrel towards the back end i really felt like it would be if you took a a, a green starbright and probably two or three red hots and threw those in your mouth at the same time like the back end that that would be spot on to be what what i was really picking up and you know it is like i said only 101 proof so not quite as high as the you know i would imagine it would be a barrel proof but Either way, you know, for a rye, I felt like the heat component that was there was significantly from the the toasted barrel and not a grain or a whiskey type of heat, so to speak. I would agree with that. And I think, you know, boiling it down at the end of the day, there are some differences between them. But, you know, the bottom line is the maple is sweet and the oak is spicy. And that's where I kind of put these like the the oak for me, the toasted oak opposed to the toasted maple. I was able to get more spice on that toasted oak where I feel like the maple barrels kind of like there was some rye spice that was in there in the maple, but it was very much muted because the sweetness of the maple took over. You're right. I mean, the toasting is supposed to mellow it out, but I think that the toasted oak, it definitely like there was a fight going on between the spice of the rye and the the toast, like actually trying to mellow it out. I think that, you know, the funny thing too that I got is I almost think the, the toasted oak had a little bit of chocolate notes to it as well, where the toasted maple had more vanilla. So, I mean, it was almost like your two basic ice cream flavors in here as well, along with that sweetness and the spiciness. And, you know, I know you tend to focus more on char and things like that. I'm not getting a whole lot of char and not really noticing that it's like i just noticed the the spice really tries to come out on that toasted oak and the sweetness really mutes the spice of the rye like where you get some of the rye notes that you would expect for a rye and you're like all right where's the tingle it's not here well that's what i tried to you know discern as i went back through them even on both products was all right you know rye kentucky hug what do people think of with, with a rye whiskey at first, that there are elements that are there that I, I think knowing you're drinking a rye, that's what the mind would say. But that's one of the more, like when I went through it two or three more times, it seemed more like, you know, this isn't the grain. I, I don't feel it going down. I don't feel like heat or hot from it being a cash strength product or like alcohol vapor. So, all right, what's causing this? you know, sensation that's going on, especially toward the mid and back of the palate, at least to me is really why I kind of had, you know, take a step back and think, all right, well, maybe high toast is damn near charred. I mean, who knows what high toast means, but like you said, you know, most things would say toasted and and folks try to get a, a mellowing out of it, similar to, you know, charcoal filtering is kind of how I always, you know, yeah. I thought they were akin to each other, but with it being high toast, You've seen the fire when they uh, they burn all the pallets out there. <laughs> I mean, who knows how hot high toast is, but I wonder if it kind of, uh, you know, I wouldn't say backfired, but it's hard to gauge the wood. You don't really, it's not like you can look at a stave and say, oh, you know what? That went two millimeters too far into the, the grains. We, we heated it too much or something, you know, but it definitely, you know, to me just felt like the, the heat components that I was getting seemed much more to be barrel influenced than, uh, you know, rye grain. I would agree with that completely. The maple though. I mean, I, I definitely thought it was on the maple though. I definitely thought like front end, 
It was super creamy, sweet mints, somewhere between like an Andes candy or Girl Scout Thin Mint or York Peppermint Patty, anywhere in there. But then I thought the backside had almost flipped for me. And it, again, it was kind of more char override and it kind of kicked in the, the mid. But I think with the maple, for sure, the, you know, something I thought of was like, I wonder where this would be as it got proofed down because it was so creamy and had those sweet components in the front. You got to wonder like, how many different proofs did they maybe try it? Cause at least you always feel like empirically there's some balance between proof and flavors to where, all right, I know the nuances I, d- I, d- I don't want. And I know the ringers I do. And like, where's the, the middle ground where we can all be happy. And, you know, the 27 wasn't a super high proof whiskey. So it makes you wonder, like, this is kind of a new era for Jack where they actually leave some of these LTOs at a proof where, like, the other whiskey drinkers are ready to go get them, where most people are looking at, you know, Jack is 80 and you don't see too much deviation. And, uh, you know, even the regular single barrel is proofed down to 94 and JDPP is, it's almost like there's an extreme, right? And this is the first one you see this year, you know, bonded, triple mash. And now these, they're kind of throwing some out there that are neutral at about a hundred. And it's good to see. Who the eye in the marketing, you got to wonder, considering they're both at 101, they both just randomly happen to taste the best at that same funny little number. Well, I also I mean. think it's putting, <laughs> I also think it's putting husband and wife at each other at 101 proof. You know, let's make the conditions the same. So I'm sure they had to have a little fun out of it and say, all right, well, which one do the people like? That's fair. Hey, if that's the way they went, I can get behind that and see how that happened. But, you know, certainly with being one, what, two or three years older, different finishes. To me, it's just kind of funny. They both got rolled out at the exact same 101. I would say that, but. At the end of the day, right, it is a competition probably between a husband and a wife. So which one did you like more? I think I'm going Oak. It, it was just more, gosh, I'm even reading my notes now. They're kind of back and forth. The Oak, I thought, was better in the mid to the back. The Maple was better in the front. I mean, hell, if I had an extra glass here with me, I'd pour these things 50-50. Now, then we're going to start cooking. Yeah, but like, I mean, <laughs> I think I was for the Maple a little bit more. Which I just like the sweetness of it, and I like that it didn't have like I I thought it was kind of interesting. It's almost like a cocktail in a bottle in the sense where you have the rye taste, but you don't have that rye spice. So it's like what happens when you put a rye in a good like old fashioned Manhattan things like that. You're getting those rye notes that you want, but uh, you're not getting the tingle in your mouth, and it's not hitting you so big. I mean, I feel like you always remember what the last thing was. So in that vein, I'll go oak because it seemed a little more scattered on the front, but the back I definitely liked, whereas the maple, the front really reeled me in, but then the back kind of, I don't know about all this now. At the end of the day, I'm going to get on my soapbox again and say, I applaud Jack for doing different things and not just doing the same stuff. It's like for so long, Jack was just Jack. And I feel like there's this like three, four year stretch now where they're really showing everything they can do. And it's crazy awesome to see. Keep it up. We love everything you're doing down in Lynchburg. We can't wait to go pick another Jack Daniels barrel proof with you. Love y'all. We we love what Jack is doing. I don't know. I mean, I know I speak for Zeke too. He do, He's just going to say ditto. I mean, I think I was on the JDBP train pretty soon or pretty early. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Thank you, Jack, for sending us these to sample. We really appreciate it. You can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Music City, US of A. Cheers. Ciao.